As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is The Athletic Football Show. the athletic football show i'm robert mays joining me today it's my good friend nate tice nate how you doing buddy i'm doing very well we uh we're on to defense on to defense on to defense this one i i i wouldn't say i'm disappointed we were very uh, we had a lot of overlap with offense but as i've thought about it it's like that's kind of i think it's gonna be a lot of people and i think this defense is gonna be awesome because it's gonna be we're gonna i think we're gonna have some variants here that i think is gonna be really interesting to talk about i think that's what defense is because you can't just rely on like Oh, look at the top six receivers. Yeah. You know, of that. it's a lot of eye of the beholder. It's a lot of what flavor do you like? It's a lot of yeah. what sort of stuff do you value? It says a lot about you, I think, how you vote for some of these positions on an all pro team. That's exactly it. I, I, my all pro team's got a lot of, uh, it's got a lot of Nate Flair on there. So if you've noticed my <laughs> tweets over the last couple of years, you might, might recognize a couple of these guys. So if you have not listened to the offense show, that should be available in your feeds. Just a quick disclaimer. We're recording this on Friday, January 6th. So the stats we're going to use are only through 17 games. We're, this is coming out the following week. But I did not say that on the offense show. I should have. But just wanted to make that clear before we dug into it. So if you have not listened to the offense show, it should be available to you. We're going to do the defense today. Uh, a couple small quirks. We'll get to it when we get to certain positions. I did two edges and two interior first team, second team. And now it's edge rusher and interior defensive lineman. At least it was last year. So it, mm. I think that's important. They, they still have an outside linebacker distinction. I don't really understand that. I just have two the- linebackers. Every, is how yeah, I did I my two off ball linebackers. That's what then, I that's what I did as well. And so. then I personally did slot. And and I know we've we just we had like we had a little this this was fun though. I, I liked our discussion last night trying to figure I this sort out. Sort of did, I guess, is yeah. where I landed on it. So we can you, talk about it when we get there. It. <laughs> yeah. So we, we can talk about it when we get there. But yeah. I started my list as I was going through this and I opened up a Google Doc and I said, Okay, all pro defense. I started with edge rushers because writing Nick Bosa into my first team was the easiest thing that I could do in a 2022 all-pro team on defense. That's why I started that way. That's why we're starting with edge rushers. Nick I, Bosa's on my first team all-pro. 
Yeah, Nick Bosa is the first name on my list as well. And honestly, both edge rushers positions, I'll just spoil it right now, is Micah Parsons. This was I the also easiest, have Micah Parsons as my first Easiest team. one to f- fill out in this whole ballot. Uh, there's other positions where it was maybe one guy at one spot, but the other one was tough. But this was very easy. And there's a good crop of edge rushers we'll talk about probably with the second team guys. But Nick Bosa and Micah Parsons, man, this, is, this was their season. Bosa, man, 48 QB hits. Next closest is Max Crosby at 34. 88. That's Interesting. I was looking at PFF's number and PFF numbers. I had that's what I got for, too. Oh, I had thirty for both. So no, no one else had more than twenty-two. Oh my goodness. Same, same thing. Yeah, PFF hits on True Media. Huh. Well, Interesting. The long story short, more than anybody else. A lot more. A lot more <laughs> a than lot anyone more. else. A lot. And more. then I eighty-eight QB pressures for the, the through True. So true I media, had yes like, pressures. Okay. I had that. I had okay, that, so that same one's number. Consistent. Huh. He led the league. I believe he led the league in pressures. Uh, okay. Parsons, I think, was second in pressures. Parsons was first you know, in. You know what the stat is? I have sacks plus QB hits. So Perfect. it's just okay. Any, there you go. That, that's what it is. Okay. That, that, okay. That's that good enough. That, I, t- today I learned. <laughs> that, that's somewhat true. My true media is sort, sorting right there. Parsons was second in total pressures. He was for yep. Brandon Thorne does something called true sack score that is really yep. interesting. So what he does is he looks at every single sack from edge rushers and interior defensive linemen and he ranks them by quality. It's a great and process. So, yeah, it, it makes a lot more sense because you can have cleanup sacks and yep. Micah Parsons was first in true sack score because of his, I think he has 13 sacks. Eight of them were like high quality sacks. So that when you put sense. that multiplier on it, he had the best quality sacks in the NFL this season. And obviously just down to down, he's been ridiculous. My favorite yeah. Bosa stat, when he is on the field, the Niners have a 38.8% pressure rate, which would rank second in the league. When he's off the field, it's 22.3%. It's That's last. That's an amazing stat right it's there. Last. And I'm sure there are other yes, complicating course. factors like third, involved in like, that. Or, but just yeah. that number on its own is crazy. So that was an yeah. easy one. I think Bosa is yeah. the defensive player my, of the year. I know. I, I Parsons was my preseason pick, and of course I would fight for him, but Bosa I think is just a clear cut, uh, a clear cut above. Just this season has just been incredible. The just the numbers when you watch them play, that's always the the double whammy. Yeah. The other, t- the stat I liked was he has ten pressures that led to throwaways. I love wait, that wait, stat. Yep, I think that stat is great. That's a great stat because it's a dead play. You you basically you it's a it's a run stuff, but as far as pe- <laughs> as far as pressures, anyways. But he yeah, Bosa has been absolutely phenomenal this year, and so has Parsons. Parsons, like you said, the high quality sacks. That's why his sacks always feel maybe a little different, like because they just. It's like because they happen so quickly. They happen so quickly. Like what he's doing. I mean, he's just an unbelievable player. And Nick Bosa's had a special season, and that's the only reason that I'd give him the nod for defensive player of the year. Spoilers for the award show. Yeah, spoilers. I know. I know. I should have held it out for a little bit. Second team is interesting, though. So who are who are your second team edge rushers? I actually so first one. My first guy of second team was actually pretty easy call, and that's Max Crosby. It's the other one that I, I'm excited. Interesting. To talk about. Okay. okay, I also had Max Crosby in my second okay. team. I didn't know if it would be an easy call for you. Oh, it was. I I think he has been the after just talking about Bosa and talking about Micah Parsons. Uh, Max Crosby has been the best three down edge in the NFL, and I I will say that as far as affecting the run game and the pass game. Um, not just stat wise, just watch him. You can't run at him, and honestly, if you run away from him, he chases you down. He has eleven and a half sacks, all that seventy six pressures. I think he's second behind Bosa in pressures, but then he had 20. He leads the league in TFLs and run stuffs, uh, any position, 20 of them. So that there, like there, that's, that's the stat that I think it makes Max Crosby's case. He's been outstanding this year. I thought this was a pretty easy call for me. If he wasn't in a league without Micah Parsons and Nick Bosa, he'd be a first teamer. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just as down to down, 
uh, uh, I was about to say defensive end, but edge player down to down. He does not take plays off. He affects the game every single snap. And yeah, just a tremendous year for him. You know, the not playing, taking plays off. That's not an effort thing. He literally doesn't leave the field. He's played 1,024 snaps this season. He's the only defensive lineman to play 1,000 snaps on the season. There's only two guys that have cracked 900. And he's played 1,000. He's played 96% of the Raiders' snaps this year. That's so hard. People don't realize how hard that is. That's incredible. And so his like down to down like productivity isn't yeah. as effective, but it's because he's playing so much. Yeah. And then you look at the just volume accumulation stats in part because of that. He has 58 splash plays, which is number one among all defensive players in the NFL at any position. 11 TFLs that weren't sacks, which is third among defensive linemen, fourth among all players. He has 11 run stops on third and fourth down, short of That's the six. That's a good one which is tied with Miles Garrett for the most among defensive linemen, tied for third in QB hits. The accumulation and the overall impact because of how much he's played plus the rate stats is pretty remarkable. So that's why, for me, he he made second team. I've never really talked about this. Um, Max Crosby's story is I appreciate it like deeply. Uh, He and I got sober like a week apart from each other in 2020, and – what he has managed to do since and in the couple seasons and what he did last year and what he's done this year is truly inspiring. I, I just think it that is. that's something that we haven't really talked about before, but I wanted to acknowledge it here. If we're going to put him on here and really talk about what he's done, I just felt like that was important to acknowledge. It's a fantastic story. Whenever they talk about him and Darren Waller, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I love that stuff. And they go to meetings together. They, yeah, they they live it, though. It's not just – it's just not uh, – obviously, you have to when you're seeking sobriety. But he is just – when you watch him from – when you looked at him at Eastern Michigan in his last year there to what he looks like now and just how clean he looks. Like not only every guy in the NFL gets looks better because you're in NFL programs and trainers and everything, but he just looks cleaner as a human being. So, no, it's been a tremendous story on and off the field. Um, he's really easy to cheer for. I 100%. really enjoy I really enjoy watching him, and I really enjoy just his, his – uh, personality and him as a person the effort is unbelievable like the effort he, every every that, single down consistently is unbelievable and that was a th- so he first stood out to me there there's a stat i've talked about this before during scouting season scouting season coming up the draft season is uh for edge rushers or just defense alignment in general is there's two benchmarks is broad jump and and three cone seven mm-hmm. two or less three cone nine foot nine foot nine or more broad jump it's just a nice benchmark usually kind of leads to um Better sack production. It's kind of like one stat I really like to look at or, or metrics. And Crosby was one of those when he was coming out. So I was like, you know, this fourth rounder, I'm going to keep an eye on him. He, he hit those benchmarks. You know, he might be someone interesting. I think his rookie year, he had 10 sacks. And I was like, hey, these these metrics are these, – these are good. He's, he's, he plays with his hair on fire. All three of these guys, Bosa, Parsons, Crosby, these guys play with their hair on fire, being athletically gifted, but also just being a technician. It's, it's a great combination. That's why they are so productive and dominant. 99th percentile 60 yard shuttle, 96th percentile 20 yard shuttle, 96th percentile three cone, 90th percentile broad jump, 89th percentile vertical, 91st percentile 40 yard dash. Guy's an athlete. He's an athlete. Guy's an athlete. And And now he's sober. Yep. The last couple of years, he's gotten out of his way. He's gotten out of his own way. And and sometimes that's all it takes. So, incredibly good story. (laughs) And now he can play 95% of his snaps. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I bet, guarantee you, if you went back two, three years and told him you'll play 96% of snaps and be a second team All Pro in a couple of years, it would have been hard for him to imagine. All right. Right. Your second guy, second team All Pro at Edge. You know what? I, it's, 
the name isn't going to shock anybody, but maybe it shocked me at, when I started this process. But it's Miles Garrett. Um, and, yeah. Okay. So wow. God damn it. <laughs> I know. I know. I actually thought this would be someone different. Um, we'll talk about honorable mentions in a second. You know, maybe Judon or something like that. But uh, or Brian Burns. But I mean, he's just a slugger, man, at, at pass rusher. And honestly, this we're talking about three down players. This is the best Miles Garrett has played against the run in his entire career. He 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 had a new initiative on it. I, I don't know what it was, but he tied his career not just stats, but just watching him. It, it's he actually was like, that's the thing. Ravens usually could get after Miles Garrett because he didn't always want to play the run on first and second down. He knows where he makes his money. He it's it is what it is. Some edge rushers are like this, but of course he has the 15 sacks, 70 pressures. Two and he had 78 last year in two more games, uh, 22 total hits, tied second in splash plays per snap in the entire NFL. But on top of it, he had uh, what do you have? Seven run stuffs this year. He had two all of last year. Yeah. Um, I'd say 11, for, 11 and a third and fourth down short of the six on running plays. Ty was most of the league among defensive linemen. He's he he really turned the corner. I think on on affecting every single play. Sometimes he would just save himself to for those third downs, and now he's really being that dominant presence. He's he's fantastic, and it's it's one of those things I almost take him for granted sometimes. It's just how incredibly dominant he can be. I mean, he's getting all those easy matchups according to Devin Clowney, so that's why. Man, come on, Clowney. I know. What are those quotes, man? Wild. Wild. Again, we're recording this on Friday, so it just happened last night. When I was reading the story, Mary Kay Cabot wrote it in the Cleveland Plain Deal. If you guys want to go listen or read it, I was reading it last night at like 11 p.m., and I thought I was hallucinating. I was like, this is almost like a parody. There's no way these are real quotes. It read like a parody. They were absolutely real quotes, so good stuff. Man, yeah. <laughs> like the Browns taking it, like helping Clowney out and using him as a mercenary. Like I don't know, man. That, I this doesn't make sense to me at all. To just shoot from the hip like that. All right, honorable mentions. You mentioned one guy already. Matt Judon was the first guy off my list. These yep. other four guys were just so so good. Uh, he would be on there in most other seasons. And then the guy I had right after that was Hassan Reddick. Yep. Not as many That's- snaps, but. 16 sacks, five forced fumbles on a per snap basis. One of the most impactful edge rushers in the entire league this year. He's just been fun to watch. The style that he plays with is different than a lot of these guys just because he's a little bit undersized. And having a player like him in the NFL being deployed the way that he is and kind of coming into that guy late in his career has just been very cool to watch. So those are the first two guys I had. Zadarius Smith you know, has had a really nice season. He was somebody else I wanted to mention at least. But is there anybody else that you had on your short list? Yep, I, I my my four first four off, you know, almost like bracketology was Brian Burns, Matt Judon, Hassan Reddick, and Zadarius Smith. Uh, Brian Burns is just keeps ascending. I know we both really like him, but he is like just gets better and better every single year, and he'll he'll make this he'll make the All Pro team sooner than later. Uh, but he's also affecting the game against the run more. Um, I, I think he had was really up there with TFLs and run stuffs as well. Uh, this year compared to last uh, previous years, and yeah, he, he's he 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 can unlock the ghost rush, uh, which is speaking to his athletic ability. He, he Burns is freaking awesome, man. Like he he does a Spider Man celebration, but he moves like Spider Man, like how he can bend and his limbs going everywhere. It's pretty cool. Um, Judon, fantastic year. I take I give him maybe like a half step below, just because of how the Patriots unlock him a little bit on the twists and stuff like that. Just, yeah. you know, and all that Reddick, you already mentioned him. Zadarius Smith had a, a fantastic year uh, as well. All right, let's get to interior defensive linemen. I think this one's going to be a little bit harder when we get past the first guy. So <laughs> I think this is another one where to me, it's Locked. no question. Like Chris Jones, Chris first Jones, team, yeah. 
13 sacks, third among all players at any position, ninth among play, ninth in pressures among all players. He created nine throwaways on yep. his pressures this year, which is up near the top of the league. Like Chris Jones has been one of the best defensive players in football, yep. full stop, independent of position this year. Chris Jones Please plays for the Chiefs, by the way. I'm trying to do Chiefs. This. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> Brian Burns plays for the Panthers. Yeah. <laughs> Judon plays for the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, but no, Chris Jones. Yep. This was a lock. This was in pen. Uh, this was, was so disruptive. I, I mean, every every game. Like he, 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 and especially he's a closer. And I love that term that Romo uses. He shows up in the biggest moments, man. Biggest Always. moments. Always. I every love that. He about knows him. when it turns it up. Yep. I did. Yep. He's a true, true game wrecker. Um, yeah, leads all D tackles and sacks. Four PBUs. He's so great getting his hands on the balls. Two forced fumbles. Dude's just, big. <laughs> he's big. He's real big. Good. He's a very, very good football player. My next one here. Uh, who's your next one? Who, who's your next one? There, there's a couple guys, but I went with Quinnen Williams. And I, I Quinnen Williams for the Jets. Um, God, just another disruptive pass rusher uh, from the interior, especially on first and second down. But also can play the run as well. Just a dist- another him and Chris Jones are kind of cut from the same cloth. Just being disruptive and explosive from the middle. Um, just turned twenty five this month. Like Hendon uh, Hooker, the quarterback for Tennessee, and him are like the same age, which I think is hilarious. Who's coming out as a quarterback? Um, but he, you know, fifty pressures, twenty six quarterback hits combined with his twelve sacks. Only, only behind Jones and defensive tackle sacks. Just affects the play. Another game record. Knows how to crank it up. I wanted to see him in the home stretch with the Jets competing and you'll know, really see him keep cranking it up. But there was times this year where he was stopping offensive drives just by himself on that talented Jets defense for him to stand out like that. That's saying something, but incredible player. I'm glad that he keeps emerging. He truly, he started to emerge last year, but he truly broke out this year and he's, he's really, really good. He's on my second team. So he also had 31 stops. This year, yeah. which was 10th among all interior defensive linemen. So he had a really nice season against the run as well. Yep. I had Dexter Lawrence on my first team. Love it. I, I have Dexter just, Lawrence on my second team. So. I loved watching him this year. Just such a unique player. Yep. And the way that he affected the game, he has 63 pressures this year. Yep. Second to Chris Jones. He has 22 quarterback hits this season. Dexter Lawrence does. And he plays from the nose. The nose. That- from the nose, nose. I just want people to understand why that's a big difference. Nose doing being so disruptive from the nose, you're usually guaranteeing yourself a double team because yes. you're in between the center and the guard. So you're getting double teamed more often than not. So the fact that he's splitting to create those pressures is is pretty absurd. Twenty two quarterbacks quarterback hits. No interior defensive lineman has more than fourteen. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He has thirty nine stops, which is a combination of run stops and pass stops. It's just a PFF stat, but it's just yep. shutting down a play. He's thirty nine. It's tied for sixth among inter- among defensive linemen. That's absurd. He's uh, third in PFF pass rush productivity. So on a on a rate basis per snap, he's been the third most disruptive interior defensive lineman. And yeah. Nate, he's played eight hundred and sixty four snaps this year. See, that's he went three forty five. Yeah, to to and he be doesn't move that like consistently impactful while yeah. playing that amount is crazy at that size. Mm-hmm. He, I've loved watching him this year. One of my like four or five favorite guys in the league to watch. Every time I turn the Giants on, I'm like, oh boy, I cannot wait to just check out what this guy did today. It's, he's been awesome. It's because he's, I wouldn't say one of a kind, but he's he kind of is right now. Like right now he is. That, right now he's one of the, we've seen this in the past, uh, but it's just right now he's one of one. Uh, it's different than Vea. At nose, no, and he's pushing pockets, and and Vea uh, as, as a pass rusher, but also against the run, Vea helps everybody else out. But Dexter helps everybody else out, but then also 
gets while getting his own, own production. Like, yeah, while yeah. gets his own. It, it's it, it's incredible what he's doing. He's I've always liked him, but this year it was you truly felt his presence because the Giants are winning games, so you're also probably paying attention more. Uh, but no, man, he's been awesome. Just an awesome football player. He was second team for me. I have no qualms with making him first team. Who's your other second team guy? This one was tough. I ended up going with Jeffrey Simmons. Okay, uh, I get that. Yep, he is not yep. on mine, but I okay. he's one of Good. my first. Okay. One of my first off. Nope i i this was this was one of the hardest ones on my entire uh, on the entire teams was this last spot uh, for defense tackle, but uh, or defense alignment. Um, monster in the middle. Uh, he battled some injuries. Uh, he would have been fighting for that first team spot really if he didn't yep. battle some injuries. He missed two but, games, which I think is yep. is worth mentioning. There's gonna be. But I still played against, almost as many snaps as these guys. Even he played a lot two of games. He plays a lot of snaps, too. So among interior defensive linemen, passing snaps this season, even yeah. missing two games, he's third Yeah, see. in passing snaps among interior defensive linemen while missing two yeah. games. That's how much he is on the field and, for the and on top of it, And on top of it, so he has seven and a half sacks. He has seven PBUs. He gets his hand. He's just a disruptive guy. He, yeah. he fills the box score. Five run stuffs, four TFLs. Like he, he affects run and pass. He's a true just mauler. Um, we, some of these guys are bendy. Some of these guys are, are true, just pluggers. He's kind of that combo of being explosive, but strong and, and athletic and with size. He, he's a monster in the middle. I wanted to reward him because he truly did have a really good year. He battled some injuries and the Titans kind of fell off, but, uh, ended up going with second team. I'm really curious what you say, because the D tackle, I had a lot of names. I, this, my short, my short list is more like a medium list. <laughs> so I, I also, I had four names in my honorable mention. I probably could have had more than that. My first, my, my guy on the second team, I put Christian Wilkins. Love it. Nope. That's, that's my I, first guy it's, off. So it's a little bit different than some of these other guys. Like yep. I tend to prioritize pass rushing production over everything yes. else at these two positions, but I think he had such a special season mm-hmm. in some of these other ways that I just wanted to acknowledge that he had 52 stops this year. No other defensive lineman had more than 44. Yep. He had 13 non-sack TFLs, the most among defensive linemen, five passes defensed, six throwaways on his pressures, which was also top five among defensive linemen. 903 snaps most in the league among interior defensive linemen so just all of that stuff combined i I just wanted to give him a nod he's also just been a really fun player to watch he affects the game in a different way than a lot of these guys do and even if it's not as much as a pass rusher he's just consistently wrecking shit and it's enjoyable it really is yeah him and dexter Lawrence were on the same d line in in college that's crazy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no wonder they, they they won some games there, <laughs> Clemson. Um, no, I, he was my first name off. I, I everything you just said. He's been a really fun player to watch. Uh, TFLs and run stops. Uh, I think he was tied for second in the NFL doing that from the defensive tackle position it is crazy. Uh, but everything you said, he he's so disruptive against the run. On top of it, he does help out affect the pass game a little bit as well. So, who are your other first guys off? Okay, so Deron Payne. Uh, That's Deron a good Payne's one. I did not have him. I had his teammate, Jonathan Allen, just because I still think Jonathan Allen is right up there as the best pure and, interior pass rushers in the league. I And Jonathan Allen was tough not to make as one of my all pros, too. Like, that was another name that just missed the list. But, yeah, those two. Um, I had Aaron Donald just as a legacy because he, when he has been healthy. I Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward has had a fantastic year. Um, I also had Derek Brown from the Panthers. Uh, has really, really emerged this year. Their Panthers got 
so many fun players. I I I, I gotta give this. I, I've said it before, but I gotta really reiterate this. So many fun players on that team. So whoever ends up head coach there, figure out the quarterback spot. You might be sitting pretty. Um, and then the last one, and this is kind of my hipster pick, but Grover Stewart. Uh, it's a good one. Just yeah, good Grover one. Stewart is. I've got a know, Colts hipster pick on here later, so. <laughs> and I love its Colts hipster pick because that's what they all are. That's the whole team. But no, Grover Stewart. Um, I think the stat I, I've looked up before is like their run success rate for the Colts. They're like bottom five when he's off the field, and it's like their second best when he's on the field. That's like great. he just truly affects the run game, and that's a true, true nose tackle right there. So I had Jonathan Allen, yep. Cam Hayward. Cam Hayward is 33 years old. And Cam Hayward had eight and a half sacks again this year. You look at pressures among interior defensive linemen. Cam Hayward was fourth. Chris Jones, Dexter Lawrence, Javon Hargrave, Cam Hayward. It just Pretty good. He's just always good. He's always Pretty really, good. really good. And so I just you have to acknowledge him in some way, even if it's not yeah. first or second team. We, Jeffrey Simmons was on mine. Jonathan yeah. Allen. The last guy I had, DJ Reader. Oh, I that, just think oh, yeah, that nice. what he yes. has done against the run yep. this year, uh, missed nope, a couple games, call. so I don't think can break the top four, but somebody whose season I wanted to acknowledge because he's great been call. fantastic in that area. This he really season. has. And he's been a pretty good pass rusher. He's just a really yep. good player. Yeah, he's a really good player. No, he that that's a great, great call. Um, what was I going to say? The Oh, Cam Hayward, 33 years old, you mentioned it, and he looks uh, – we're the same age. I mean, he – he, he might he's he looks a little older than that with the beard going he's on a, he's a weathered man he is a he weathered does. looking man he's he, got some city fair, miles he looked that way when he was like 22 he did so i yeah. know i know yeah when he got drafted he looked like he was 40 but he yeah he's got the greg odin going on but it's the watch him and we talk about the steelers and we we gushed about tomlin and everything and <laughs> and, and and all that being a what <laughs> I'm looking at a picture of Cam Hayward from Ohio State, and he has a goatee. <laughs> so he's 20, 21 years old, and he's got a goatee, like a full goatee. Like the goatee that Brian Dable has right now is the one that Cam the, Hayward had when he was 21. The, it's the, really funny. The, the head coach loses four games in a row goatee. That, that's it's what it is, not what Dable's exactly got. exactly what it is. Oh, my when God. Hackett had really, really in November. Funny. Yeah, oh, no, I love but that. Watch, I love that. watch his hustle being a pros pro. Watch him run down the sideline, like and chasing after like screens and stuff. That guy's thirty three and three hundred, I don't know, three hundred twenty pounds. And watch his hustle every single snap. That's a pro right there. So I'm glad we both give him some love. This is another kind of underlying thing. I remember being at training camp this year and standing on the sideline in Pittsburgh and watching him, just the chatter. To, to the other defensive players, to the yeah. offensive players during practice. He is Steelers are fun, fun a to watch driver. Practice. Yeah, it's the yeah. most fun training camp practice I, I can it's remember going to for a bunch of different com- reasons. Competitive, uh, professionalism. Yep. It's Steelers have some of the best practice. That's Tomlin. <laughs> it, it, feel, it feels different. It's a, it's a it small does. thing, but it feels different. It does. And he is such a culture driver there. And even yeah. just being there for a day. You can yeah. feel that, and then you combine that with the on-field production. He's a special player who's had a special career, and I think is probably going to go to the Hall of Fame one day. Can, can, oh, yeah. Can you imagine that locker room, though? Uh, him, Minka, and TJ Watt just on the defensive side? Not an Those accident, are, my friend. Oh, I know. Those are just mm-hmm. pros, pros, man, and just so talented. So, yeah, that it's uh, always those locker rooms, man, especially in the Steelers. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Don't just ride the index. Seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. It's a linebacker. This one wasn't super easy for me. So I think that linebacker also, you correct me if I'm wrong, has another write it in pen. This one's easy. First guy to list off, and that's Fred Warner. Easy. Fred Warner's been the best linebacker in the league this year. He's an unbelievable player. He's the best coverage linebacker in the league, but has also been really productive against the run Mm -hmm. this season. So that one was easy for me. Who is your other first team linebacker? I went Roquan Smith. Uh, from my other first team. And this was signed between him and my, my second team guy. I'll get that in a sec. But the stat I have, okay, he's fourth in splash plays of all positions. Third, tied for third in TFLs and run stop, and run stop. So just affecting the run. This is the stat that speaks to not only just him as a player, but just the value he brings. And I mean, it was almost, this is like the CMC discussion a little bit for the offense. Just like him going to the Ravens. So the Ravens, uh, they he's on my second him. team, by so, the way. Okay. So yeah. since week nine, he originally was my second team, and I bumped him up after I started diving in more about this, and he's just such a good player. But um, without Roquan Smith, the Ravens' defense, without him, they're 26th in success rate, right above the Texans and the Lions. So that's the first eight weeks and all the snaps since they've traded for them without. With him, they're tied for seventh at 60.2%. Funnily enough, with other two AFC North teams, they're tied for seventh, the Bengals and the Steelers, which I thought was pretty funny. EPA per play without Roquan Smith, they're bottom five. They're basically tied with the Falcons and the Lions. Those aren't really the defenses you want to be with. (laughs) EPA per play with him, they're tied for second with the 49ers. They, the Ravens have like this trade. It was as good as they could have hoped as far as what he's done for their defense, a calming presence while also affecting the game. He he's an all around linebacker. He can cover the pass. He's smart as all get out. He can play the run, obviously stat-wise, but just watching him. He calms everyone else's down. You can bring blitzes because he helps everybody else out, helps them sort it out. Hell of a player. I wanted to reward him with the first team. Um, if, uh, I'll, once we talk about the second team, I'll decide who I was bet- deciding between between him and this other guy. But hell of a year from him, and that was a very good trade for the Ravens. Splash play. I think the calming presence is a really good point. The splash plays yeah. against the run have been numerous this year. He has multiple interceptions. So th- I put him on the second team just because I think the guy I had on my first team, even if he's missed a little bit of time, has just been yep. so good in coverage and talk about being a calming force. I had Matt Milano as that, my other first, first team linebacker. That was my gut instinct first team, and I bumped him down. That, that is him and Roquan were the who I, I went back and watched team. a lot of guys the, over the yeah, last like, 12 hours fun. or so just to make sure that I was like, God, oh, do I feel good about this? Right. And going back and watching Matt Milano in coverage in some of these games, the dropped interception that he had against the Dolphins, which could have swung the game even though he dropped it, it's just a great yeah. play. It's like yeah. he's reading that. It's not like a tipped ball to him. He's just He was really, really good in coverage this season. Also, much more impactful as a pass rusher than you might yes. think. He had 19 pressures, which was top five among linebackers. He had five PBUs this season. So I had him on the first team, even missing a little bit of time. There was a reason when they played the Chiefs, they made him the spy 
they yeah. they made because he's such a smart athletic player. No, I I have no Not a lot of no plays for the Bills. <laughs> for the Bills, yes, he's yes, he's the other Bills linebacker other than uh, Edmonds. But no, and also third in TFL and run stop uh, stuffs or, or tied for second, I should say. Um, or, or third. No, it was third. With 19, like you said, the PBUs, he's great as a pass defender. Uh, just affects the game. Every, every snap, every snap, he's doing something. Um, so, no, I I love Matt Milano, so I'm glad you, you gave him the first team choice. Who is your other second team guy? Okay, this was... I'm breaking my own rules here, because I like guys that are, stay healthy throughout the year, and I went with David Long here, and the, that he only played 12 games. Wow. I'm breaking the rules you're, here. Th- this is... You're just trying to make a point, and I, I respect it, even though Dude. I do think that you're... It's a little too far with the 12 games, but I understand it's the point 12, you're trying to make. 12 games was hard. That was, that was tough. I, I wish it was 14. Like, 14 is usually my parameter when I can award these guys. Actually, there's a couple of the guys I'm breaking my own rules with, but... Watching David Long this year, I've always liked him, and then this year it's like I love him. And and as far as how he affects the game, David Long he's plays smaller. for the Titans. He plays for the Titans. He's this little, little undersized linebacker for the Titans. He he plays like a missile every single snap. Great against the run, great against the pass. He had seven TFLs this year, also five PBUs. Um, there's this metric I like to look at, especially for linebackers. It is uh, tackle success rate, not in the sense of missed tackles or anything, but what how what percentage of your tackles led to a successful play for the defense? So it's like a two, uh, first yeah. and ten, you tackle a guy for a two yard gain, et cetera, et cetera. He's second in that metric. He's eighty. He has eighty six tackles this year. Sixty five percent of those were successful plays for the Titans. This guy reads the game as well as any defender in the entire NFL at any position. Super intelligent. I I know he's kind of like this kind of a hipster pick for me, but it's like th- if this guy played one or two more games, this was an easier call. But I, I just had to break my own rules because he is a truly, truly great player. Um, he just can't stay healthy. And he's going to be a free agent this year. And I, I hope he gets with a, f- a fun team because I, I think he's a really, really great player. You know, I really like watching him play. I, yeah. I, I think that second team is a lot for a guy who missed that much time. But I understand the that point that you're trying to make. Yeah. I went with Dre Greenlaw. That <laughs> first name off. That was Dre Greenlaw for me. That's. Yep. It, it felt silly because it's like, man, no. we put b- both Niners linebackers no, on here. Awesome. But I almost feel like we underrate him or overlook him because yep. of Warner. But yep. the amount of – we talk about splash plays. So splash plays as they're defined by True Media, which we should describe what that is. So splash yep. plays uh, as defined by it's True Media are sacks, TFLs, pressures leading to a throwaway, run and pass stuffs, intercept, run and pass stuffs, interceptions, force fumble, fumble recovery, passes defense, and stops on third and fourth down. It's a fuck do shit, shit up stat. Do, yeah. do shits. Yeah. Do shit stats. That's what so it that, is. So that's what that <laughs> is. So he is among linebackers. He's right up at the top. He's, he's tied with Warner at, at for with 40. At, uh, at That's 20th on the season among all positions. But the splash plays like holy shit plays – I think among linebackers, he's probably number one in the league this year for the amount of that guy is jumping off the screen right now in coverage against the run. He is such a tone setter for that defense. Uh, He's a special player. And I think that when that when he hits free agency, he's going to get paid because I'm not sure they're going to be able to afford him. Yes. And oh, my God, just run like the fact that they they're the linebackers are just so fast yes. and they're so fast and smart and just watching him and Warner. No, this is a great call. He was my first one off. This is the guy who I knocked off for David Long. Um, so I'm kind of glad that you uh, twice now awarded these guys. I, I'm really happy about that. Him and then Aziz Alshair, like they're those three linebackers, man, are just oh my god, they're just missiles. And no, Drake have done a is, decent job building their team. 
I, uh, this is why I'm, cause I know there's a, there's always been a theory that like, uh, coaches are better scouts of the other side of the ball than they are of their own side of the ball. Like offensive coaches are better yeah. scouting defensive players and vice versa. And I, you know why, I th- you know why I think that might be because you watch more of them. I don't think it's that you watch more of them. I think you remove your ego from the process. Yeah. Oh, if I coached them up, I would do this. Yeah. Bingo. I, That's exactly great right. Great call. Great call. No, I know. Uh, people, yes. No, that, I. but there's something to it. There's something to it. Like, since Kyle Shanahan got there and they're getting all these middle round defenders that are just affecting the game every snap. I don't know. There's something to that. Spoiler alert. Uh, there will be more of them coming. At, le- at least one more I've, for me. Uh, yeah. Same. Uh, so, yeah, same. other guys that I left off here. Demario Davis. Demario Davis is just awesome all the time. Just a good player. One of the most impactful pass rushing linebackers in the league. Still yep. really good against the run. Him and Pete Mid-30s. Warner are really fun. They're, they're it's a good combo. The uh, Saints also have Kate Nellis, who had oh, yeah. seven sacks this year. I mean, they, they got some guys at that position making some stuff happen. So yeah. I, that's I, Demario Davis. Bobby Wagner had a really nice season for the Rams. Kind of a lost season for the Rams. But I think he kind of bounced back. A lot of pass rushing it. production. A yep. lot of run stuffing production. So I think... Maybe fair or unfair team success kind of weighed him down a little bit in my mind as yeah. far as putting him on one of these teams. And the other guy that I had on here was C.J. Mosley. I thought yep. C.J. Mosley nice had a really nice year for the Jets. Uh, it was tough for me between decide between uh, uh, Quincy, Willi- Quincy Williams and C.J. Mosley. I know Mosley you love Quincy, uh, Quincy Williams. I do like Quincy, man. He's yeah. Uh, yeah he he uh, didn't make my short list, but I was it was hard not to. Um, but Dre Greenlaw was on my short list. Tremaine Edmonds has actually had his best year as yes. a pro. I think good timing, um, man. He, yeah, he's time right. to get paid. <laughs> Dude, the contract years more than any this year was like the year of contract years. But uh no, but he lived up to his reputation that he's had before. I've always thought he was slightly overrated um because of his pedigree and everything, but I think now he actually lived up to it this year. Um Levante David had a good year. I also uh, had Levante uh, David on my list. He had and a good Levante year. David is just Always good. Steady. Like it just he was you know what awesome in coverage again this year. Yep. He had, had was seventh in stops among linebackers. He had three sacks. I almost put him on the second team. It I, was between him and Roquan for my second team. With the and then I, I had Logan Wilson on my short list. And then Another I really had, good player. And then the last one, and this was a guy, and I I'll be honest, I I knew of the guy, hadn't really studied him, started diving into this. I was like, I'm gonna study this guy right now, and that's Frankie Luvu for the Panthers. Holy shit. I almost made him second team. Like, this was really, really hard not to. That guy is a stud. He plays for the Panthers. This is his first year. He played 880 snaps this year. The most he's ever played before is 400. Uh, and he's been healthy. It's not like because of injuries or anything. They finally made him a full-time starter. This dude is awesome uh, as far as I, – I, it's truly all pro worthy. Um, we should have – the run. We should probably do this at some point where we 13? do a like no, – not even that, <laughs> but like a, a team that's just – who is that? Yeah, like the, no, the, he's who, a, who is, is that, that team? Because when you watch the Panthers, that's the reaction. It's like, who is that? He's Number 49. who is forty nine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he was really but really good. This they year. line him up on the ball and like it was awesome watching him against the Bucks last week. So the you know Bucks will pull a guy you know like encounter or split zone or or yeah split zone or something like that. And watching him thud up like Shaq Mason and like Shaq Mason, you could tell it was like oh shit, like that wasn't expecting that. And on top of it, plays the pass extremely well. Uh, no, awesome, awesome player. Uh, another guy that – and they signed him off. Uh, I think they have him under contract one more year. Yeah, Frankie Luvu. Like, take a bow. Really good year. Really productive year. I think all of his num- metrics were outstanding as far as, like, you know, tackle success rate, uh, TFLs and run stuffs. Like, just a really dynamic player that's all three down type of player that can play on the ball and off the ball. Good player. 
So I would have to assume that among the better linebackers in the NFL this year, he played on the ball as much as anybody. It was like 275 yeah. snaps. There were times this season when I would watch him and be like, what position does he play? When you're yeah. not super familiar with the Panthers, there were times yep. where I was like, what is he exactly? They move him around. Yeah, because he's, he's like a it's, – it's funny because he's a Sam. A Sam is on the mm-hmm. ball linebacker, like almost what we call you know edges and everything now uh, when they're in the base. But usually a Sam moves down to D-end when you go into sub, when you go into nickel. Like uh, I think of like Bruce Irvin over the years. That's like yeah. a good example of that. But he, when they go into sub, he they move him to inside linebacker, yeah. off ball because he's so good in coverage and so good reading the game. So it's it's a unique kind of like how they use him in, in that sense. As like Micah Parsons, they put him on the ball, and then the pass rush snaps, they put him, they keep him on the ball because it's like they've realized that maybe inside linebacker is not his bread and butter. So, but yeah, that, no, I, I totally agree. It's like one of those like what what are you, but in a good way. Uh, the answers to all of those questions have been very fun for Frankie Lubin yes. this year. By the way, with yeah. Parsons, it's not even close his snap distribution this season. That's why yeah. I, there was no sense in putting him at off-ball linebacker. No. It feels I think like it's cheating. like 80 snaps. Yeah. At, uh, it's a, it was just he's a Packers an, game. They tried he was an there. edge rusher. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's I think they rusher. realized that. All right. Cornerback. So here's how I handled this for the first team, just okay. before we even get started. I thought there were three guys I had to put on here. So I didn't have a slot specific corner okay. in, in I, my first team. And I just did slot player. Uh, so I, I looked at the stats and I looked at guys. There's like 26 or whatever guy NFL players that play 50% or more of their snaps into slot. So that's how I kind of discerned it. So I, I did. I, I stayed with just slot. So but I, I want to hear who this third guy is because I, I, I know you're, you're fighting I just, it. I just cheated. That's so, fine. Okay. All right, I so, just had a guy with 12, 12 games as my uh, my, my all-pro linebacker. <laughs> so first guy, first team corner, think is easy. I had Sauce first. Sauce, I yep. just I put him down well, first. He, I put the other guy first. So okay, he, all right. But he was a, he was a lock. The okay, edge first team edge and first team corner were both in pen. First names I put down. Those four names were were these four names. All right. So Sauce was my th- Sauce was probably right after Micah and Nick Bosa to me. Okay, because obviously the anecdotally he's played very well. He leads the league in forced incompletions, yeah. despite ranking 30th in targets. Yep. He has whole for- games where he doesn't even get targeted. He's forced an incompletion on 28% of his targets, according to PFF. No player in the league is higher than 22%. That's insane. <laughs> he leads insane. the league in PBUs, despite being 30th in targets. A lot of times, those stats, stats, yeah. pa- or interceptions, pass breakups, are correlated to how much people throw yeah. at you. <laughs> yes. Not the case. No. He doesn't get thrown out that much, and he is still having that sort of on the ball production. Wild year. That's how he was in college. That is same thing. He never got targeted, and when he did, he just said like, uh, you would see the stats would be like, when targeted, one for twelve. Like <laughs> the opposing quarterbacks. No, I have the other guy. Uh, so my first lock. I'll, I'll start, talk with Sauce first. Yeah, PBUs, all that. Um, right away, I didn't. I really liked him coming into the draft. Him and Stingley, I thought were it's like you don't get two corners like this all the time. It was like I thought those guys were no brainers. I just didn't understand his intelligence of the game uh, yeah. and like just he's a complete player. He can lock you down a man. He's competitive as as hell. Great tackler. 
like willing to stick his nose in there despite his frame. And on top of it, he's just so smart. Under when they're in zone, he's great. He doesn't get manipulated like a lot of rookie corners do. He knows how communicate. to communicate really, really communicate. well. The amount where you can day see him one. talking. Yep, from the first day game of the season. One. Yep, he has that confidence. He has a confidence of a guy named Sauce. I mean that it, he, he does. That's why his nickname is Sauce because he plays like that. No, he's he's outstanding. I can believe. I knew I, the whole year. I was like, man, this guy's playing like a Pro Bowler, and as he just kept getting better. Throughout the year, it's like this guy's an All Pro as a rookie. That uh, rookie corner All Pro is absurd, and he's played at that level. Who's your second guy? Pat Sertan. And I, I also th- had Pat Sertan. These guys were locks to me. Sertan after six weeks, or maybe first half of the season, I he was on my short list for Defensive Player of the Year. Um, he kind of tailed off with whatever was going on with the Broncos, but Sertan to me is the best corner in the game. And I think now Sauce is in that short list now too. Uh, complete player. I, I think he is a true lockdown. Put him on whoever guy you want. Doesn't matter the match. That's smart. That one hundred percent is the deciding factor for me as to why he belongs on here. Even though some of the underlying numbers mm-hmm. might not be as good as other guys. No. Here's the example. Go back and watch the first Raiders game. Okay. Yeah. He gives up seven Great catches call. in the first Raiders game. He's on Devontae Adams the entire game. Every snap. He yep. follows him around the entire game. So giving up six or seven catches in that game on 13 targets, yep. it looks like he gives up six catches, it's, but it's a 50-50 split with the best receiver in football. It's like Garden Kobe. Like you yeah, you yeah, you gave up 38 points, but he shot, you know, 12 for 30. <laughs> you know, like you you made it really, really tough on him. Like that's that's what he does when he locks down these guys. Pure coverage player. I think yep. he is the best pure coverage player in the league. You go watch him right now. His ability to just play with people is absurd. It's yep. absolutely obnoxious how good he is. So he was an easy one for me. <laughs> it's exactly. It is obnoxious how good he is. It's like you shouldn't be able to move like this, brother. <laughs> like you're too good. My third one, and I think this was decided over the last two weeks, is Jair Alexander. Yeah, I, I, no qualms. He's on my second team. So, so it just it. Over the course of the season, you know, he, he's a really good player. He's been a really good player. What he did against Miami and then what he did against the Vikings and then putting him on Justin Jefferson, some of those situations, how physical he was with Justin Jefferson, yeah. even against Miami, watching him play trail coverage is very fun. So Sertan does a lot of like like mirroring guys and like yeah. watching him play step for step people on the outside is great. Jair is so good when they let him do that and he just is sticking with people in that in that trail technique he's really really good at it and the numbers back it up his fourth and 11th and fourth incompletion percentage was really good at, he's a really good zone corner they play a lot of zones yes. so i just think that anything you ask him to do he can do and you have the interception production recently so he just checks a lot of boxes for me i just thought these three guys were one step above everybody else this year yep Jair was easy, my second team, all pro, because I did the slot. If I were to name three guys on the first team at corner, he would have been my third as well. Um, really, he you know, he came back from injury last year and then late. And then this year he battled. I think he had a shoulder that knocked him out of a game. Once he came back from that injury, it was like a new player. Yeah. And he was already damn good. It was just that I think he kind of was like, okay, screw this. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm locking in. And no, very good corner. The physicality he showed last week against Justin Jefferson was so cool. Um, they, they told him, Hey, press him or jam, jam, Justin Jefferson. He was like, okay. <laughs> he was like, let's do it. Like he, I've, I haven't seen a corner like that because he was confident. Cause him he was like, doing, uh, speaking of confidence, him doing the gritty after an incompletion. I was like, was man, awesome. that seems early. Playing when a he did that on the first drive, I was like, that seems early. And he got away with it. It, it was funny. Cause they were, they, uh, Joe Barry, that was probably Joe Barry's one of his best 
uh, coach games or as far as schematically. And But they're doing some double stuff. They're running some t- cover two. And then that was like one of the first snap of quarters where he was truly, Jair was truly one-on-one with Justin Jefferson. So Kirk Cousins smartly was like, hey, I'm going to take this. So that must have been so frustrating for Justin Jefferson. It's like, finally, I'm going to get targeted here. Yeah. And then he gets bad PBU, physical, gets gritty. So yeah, it was it was a, it was a, a nice little battle there. Um, so I'll talk about my slot guy. Uh, here. So this is my first team slot guy, and this is a 49er. It's Jimmy Ward. Uh, I think he's been a revelation in the slot. He's was, always been a good I'm player. Interesting that you put him on there. I'm not surprised because he, he led is. the league in slot in slot uh, snaps this year. He was the, yes. a, primarily a slot player. So it's not like he was a safety moonlighting in the slot. He was their slot corner this season on the best no. defense in football. And and really really good. Another smart physical player. Um, I he honestly I I, I use that term again revelation because. He's always been a physical player, you know, coming from safety, like even despite his kind of size, he's been banged up over the years, but he's just a a smart physical player as well as being long and kind of rangy. And it's perfect for him in the slot, especially how they play, because that slot guy has to affect the run game, you know, because they put him in the run, you know, kind of like they had K1 Williams there for years. And Kwan Williams is such a smaller guy. And I know that's your guy. You know, such a smaller guy. So, but it's like okay, but now let's get the guy that's still really good at tackling, but you know, a little longer and rangier. Um, that tackle success rate thing, where it's successful play for the defense, he's just over fifty percent. Um, he's right at the same as Jordan Brooks for the Seahawks. So he's basically like another linebacker out there when they go into sub packages. Um, really, really good player. I at first was like, man, is this weird putting him at first team? I rewatched him again. I been aware of jimmy ward since he came out of northern illinois he was one of my favorite guys when i was with the falcons and we had him for a visit for a top 30 visit one of my favorite players we ever hosted just just a cool dude was from alabama in high school and went to northern illinois for for college like just he had a cool personality like just like like really a good viewpoint of the world i should say but i i'm really happy to name him as a first team guy because i think he deserves it he he's been really really good this year like you said on the best defense in football all right Second team, you had Jair. Who's your other one? This was the hardest spot on my entire uh, all-pro list, the first or second team. I put Darius Slay. Um, what, I think he's been a really, really great player for them. You could do either of the Eagles corners, really. I have James Bradbury on okay. my second team all-pro. So I I was torn. I ended up going with Slay. Uh, maybe some games early in the year stood out to me a little bit. That that Maybe that's why it's in my brain, but I think you can't. Uh, you can't really like go wrong with either of these corners. I, I want to slay though, just as far as being able to lock down the outside, smart player could be physical. Yeah. I went with him. I think he's had a great, great year. He's a great, great player and I uh, want to award him with the second team. I totally get that. And so James Bradbury teams that went after him a lot, I think because Darius Slay exists and James, James Bradbury. Bradbury. <laughs> I know. And he had, so he had a lot of on ball production and I was mm-hmm. wondering, I was like, okay, is that a product of how many targets he saw? Cause he was up near the top of the league. He was third and fourth incompletion percentage. So gotcha. it's not just total numbers. Also, I love this because the Eagles, a lot of zone, right? Yep. So how much? How many spots is he really getting put in? He was targeted 33 times in man coverage this season. And some of the target stats, I that's hard for me because I in your area, I don't know what yeah. that means. So yeah. uh, when it's in zone coverage, that one's a little weird to me. But in man, it's easy to understand Very who you're throwing me. at. Okay. Yeah. So he had 33 targets, James Bradbury did, in man coverage this season. Allowed 11 catches. 
That's which was cool. one of the best rates in the league. <laughs> so 33%. That's So yeah. when he was put in those high leverage, big moments, he was really, really good. And his on-ball production was great the entire year, plus some of the interception stuff, the big plays. I, I thought that he was really good this season. Yeah. He um, No, he had that awesome interception against Trevor Lawrence. That was so cool the, in the red zone where he read the little yeah. wheel route. That was, that was such a cool player. Bradbury's great player. Like, I, I have no Here's how balls. much he's going to get paid this offseason. I'm shocked that they got him so easily this year. I, I, he kind of was Howie misused. Black Magic. Unbelievable, man. And with Reddick in there. I mean, yeah. But it's when it, with the Giants, he was good with the Giants. And then Patrick Patrick Graham used a lot more cover, too. And he was fine in it. He was good because he can read the game really well. But I never thought that was conducive to his skill set. I actually think he'd be perfect with his former defense coordinator and Sean McDermott. And a kind of quarters cover three heavy defense where he can use his reading ability and his the Bills can't have all the players, man. <laughs> I know, I know that, but I thought that would have been the perfect match for him and everything. But yeah, but same, but the Eagles run kind of similar coverages of a lot of that kind of yeah. basic kind of quarters and three and everything. So it's perfect for him. So I'm glad he kind of got unlocked again in a in a new situation because he's a great player. So you had Slay, you had Jair, okay. who's your third guy? Okay, and then my slot because I, I love doing a slot, is Mike Hilton. And this is another guy. He, he played 13 games. <laughs> uh, so, again, these my threshold is usually 14. Like, I, I always kind of want these guys to play 14. I'm willing to do this with Mike Hilton. That tackle success rate stat I love. He was fourth among DBs in that. He's second in TFLs and run stuffs among DBs with 11, and he did that in 13 games, which is it's ridiculous. Awesome. We talk about slot guys having to fill the run, probably – one, if not the best at it, yeah. at doing that, as well as being so smart in coverage. He's forced in completions with how intelligent he is because if they run, say, cover two, he knows how to manipulate the quarterbacks. He understands route concepts. He, to he me... He does epit- a lot of stuff. So he has free reign, essentially. Yes. Within the Bengals' defense. So Makes sense. there are times where he'll blitz, and I'm wondering if that's actually baked into the play. And in <laughs> practice, he'll just try to... He just fucks around and yeah. just tries to see like what Smart. he can do and what he can get away with. And he's just one of those players that has such an intuitive sense of what he's yeah. trying to accomplish and how he fits within the defense that he's given significantly more leeway than you would typically give to almost any other defensive back. He has a he has a quick trigger in the run. He, he, yes, he if he if he reads it, he's going, and it's awesome because he's really really good at it. I I just, I think he epitomizes to me that Bengals defense. I agree. Uh, smart smart player free agent is, veteran free agent free signing agent like the way they yep. built it he is an expression of their ideas 100 yep. percent. so yeah and i i had no qualms of making him second team i i thought he was very deserving he made the 50 percent or more slot threshold so i i was pretty easy tabbing him here i did have a slot guy in my second team i know i like this i went with legerious need from the chiefs love it. okay leads the league in splash plays among defensive backs three and a half sacks he has 18 pressures on 57 pass rush snaps. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. <laughs> 37 run and pass stops. No other cornerback in the league has more than 31. And he's been really good in coverage as a slot yep. player. So I yep. I thought that he had definitely has an argument. And in my mind, has probably been the best slot defender in the league this season. So he's I wanted really to good. acknowledge that. He, they love blitzing him like that. That that's his. That's he's been that's um, pretty damn Spags good at is, it, man. Yeah, that's Bags' little Swiss Army knife. That's like okay. What if I want to use? If I want to get creative, I'm going to use Sneed. No, I 
he's my first guy off. I had Antoine Winfield as the other guy on my short list. Um, he's played more in the slot, but you know, all these guys missed time. It was kind yeah. of hilarious. A lot of them did. Bouncing. A lot yeah. of them did. It's, it's a physical position. Playing in the slot as 205 pounds or 190 pounds, having to defend a run and pullers and all that, it's tough. It's really tough, but I, I totally understand that with Snead because he had a great year. My other second team outside corner, I went with Tariq Wollin. Okay. You go back I, and watch all six of those interceptions, all legit. Two not, rookies. Not a, not a tipped pass in the bunch. I, I thought yeah. that I went back and watched him play against some really good receivers. He had some awesome reps against Devontae Adams. And mm-hmm. he's just, he was really good this year. The on ball production is what you want, but it wasn't just those splashy highlight plays. Yep. Down in and down out, he was a really good corner. He went from getting, pen- I think he was like the most penalized corner of the first six weeks to like only having like one the rest of the year. Yeah, penalties like I didn't look at, which is probably a good no, point. No, but- no, no, but I'm saying is that he just got better. Like it, he was always a height, weight, speed project that I actually thought was less of a project coming out of UTSA than others kind of. I, it was weird. I thought he would go in the second round, like someone would take a chance on him. And the fact that he lasted to day three, like still kind of blows my mind because he was more of a football player than most of these kind of like long former receivers are at yeah. corner. Yeah. And, and yeah, no, he's, he's been way better than I ever could have hoped. And I was glass half full on him and, uh, and he's just keeps getting better because he's adding more to his game. Um, just understanding routes and everything, not everything just being vertical at him, like chasing down over routes and everything. He had one against the Lions, I think, where he had a great interception. Uh, yeah, no, that, that was one. Of the, uh, that's yeah. probably the most impressive interception one of the best, this year. That was probably the best play of his year. Yeah, uh, but no, I he was on my short list. I have no qualms. You have two rookie uh, <laughs> corners on first and second team, and not even batting an eye about it. That's he's in a good spot with corners actually because short list is actually pretty fun. I had. I had Trayvon Diggs, of course. I had Marlon Humphrey, but then I had Tyson Campbell. I had J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn was on mine. Yep. I mean, those are those guys are what year two, like, and so it's like, man, this is a good spot with corners for the NFL. And then Bradbury, of course, was that, and Jalen Ramsey. Those are the other names I had on my short list. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, safety. First team safety. I think this is probably an easy one for both of us. Make a Fitzpatrick. Make uh, Fitzpatrick was my first time I wrote down. In Penn, one of my favorite players in the NFL. Uh, one of the smartest players in the NFL. Uh, if you want to watch Make a Fitzpatrick and what he's all about, like you can use him in any any which way. Talk about true Swiss Army knife. He's a true monster back. Like <laughs> they used to have a role called monster back, which is just read, find ball, get ball, like pass or run. Um, that's what he is. But the the plays I always like were the first two weeks. He had two interceptions against Burrow and Mac Jones. They both came on cover two, and he baited both of them in different ways. And I and that just to me shows how he can read the game. He can play in a cover two, but fake like he's going to the middle to bait smart quarterbacks into interceptions. I, I love Mika Fitzpatrick. Honestly, truly, any position, one of my favorite players in the NFL. My favorite Mika Fitzpatrick stat: He leads the NFL with six interceptions, tied for the league. He also leads the NFL among defensive backs in run stops on third and fourth down. He has 17. That's awesome. No other defensive back in the league has more than 11. He has 17? He has 17. <laughs> That's and he has six picks. 
Yeah. So yep. de- he's decent the ball. year, decent year from old Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah. That's the thing is usually sometimes with these guys, you're like, oh, they only have one interception. You're like, no, trust me. He's a good player. It's like, here, you can just point at the stats and go, no, no, trust me. He is a good player because he is. <laughs> so that was an easy one for me. Yeah. Who's your other first team safety? This was hard. Okay. Uh, I ended up going with Derwin James and I. He's on my second team. He yeah. Missed, he missed time. He missed time. I ended up going with him. I wanted to give a nod to someone else, and I am just kind of going back to – it was just hard for me. Um, as much as I wanted to, and I'll talk about the guys in the second team, the versatility, the ability to blitz, um, coverage, the, the, you know, the hits that he's had this year as well. Just – I don't know. He had a, he had a really good year. Uh, sometimes uh, really actually charged defense in the second half of the year really picked up. Um, but I don't know. It was hard for me not to – give him this nod and if you want to make an argument for someone else i wouldn't do it but either way he was first or second team and once i talk about the second team guys i almost want to argue for them more than james even though james was my first team guy he was on my second team 248 snaps at free safety 147 at slot corner 318 in the box yeah first he had four sacks on 27 pass rush snaps (laughs) that's awesome that's that's like he's not, not, blitz, not a bad. That's like rate. he's rushing Justin Fields every snap like that. Thanks. <laughs> what he does, what he's asked to do in that defense, I think is rare. I think there yeah. are only a couple safeties in the league who they have that sort of burden on them within their defense, and he's one of those guys. I think Minka's one of those guys, and another guy who made my second team. There's, that's the reason he made the second team. We'll talk about him in a second. Yeah. My other first team is Ufanga. Yeah, that and that's who I just that's who I decided between. We talk about telling the story of the season. Yeah, I just that guy from week one. I understand that it's been a little volatile. You know, you think about the touchdown against Miami. You can get him every once in a while, but he has four picks, four TFLs, twenty nine stops, which ranks fifth among all safeties, and just the tone setting aspect to the way that he plays. And kind of how that permeates the rest of that Niners defense. Yeah, he's just one of those guys that jumped off the screen to me all year, and that's why he got the nod. I, dude, I'm telling you, that was my initial first team, and I kind of I overthought it a little bit, but gut instinct. That's who I was because, like you said, the story of the year. At first, it was like, oh, this is a fun like kind of breakout player, but then it was like, no, this guy's actually like just really good <laughs> and real and really smart. Like the interception he had against the Rams uh, on the screen and everything, yeah, like he's an extremely one. smart player, and I think I think he studies his ass off on film because he just that whole 49ers defense probably does. Like they're just so smart, but just like how he he will break on things so quickly, it's like he recognizes. He used to be a quarterback in high school. Um, um, Justice Muscaya told me in, in, at, in Oregon high school, he was just a terror at quarterback. And oh, I can imagine. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, but he, how he just reads the game and everything. Another guy that I, I'm, I'm not arguing against you. He was on my second team and it was an easy, I knew he was going to be on this list. I just didn't know if it was first or second team, but he was an easy guy to put on here. All right. So who's your other second team guy? <sighs> Kyle Duggar. I knew you were going to do that. And I, I get it. I get it, man. I, it, I it's a good. What's your argument? Because I, I have a feeling it's going to be well, a good one. Well, fill that box score, baby. Uh, yeah. But another guy you list off the James stats. It was in, uh, in the box, being in the slot, being in the post. That's what Duggar does to a T. He is the ultimate Swiss Army knife. He is the tight end eraser. He plays for the Patriots, the, by the way. Play, Patriots number twenty three for the Patriots from the Lenore Ryan. Uh, uh, he's awesome. Um, they he's a tight end eraser. I think the Patriots are second or third and defensive DVOA against tight end targets. Last year they were first. 
um, because they put him on them, uh, put him on tight ends and they just wipes them out. Um, but just, he just fills the box score. He has a sack. He has four TFL, TFLs. He has eight PBUs. He has three interceptions, including two for touchdowns. Um, the last one that he had, you would talk about Hufanga reading the game. Duggar read the, the, uh, Derek Carr to a T and just <laughs> walked into the end zone. That success rate per tackle. Um, he's third among DBs. Uh, just a awesome, football player i want to make him one of my slot guys but he only played in the slot about 20 percent of the snaps so he didn't make that threshold but i, I, I saw you playing with the threshold to see if you could get him in there i did i did i was like 30 percent, get it down but i looked at the other safeties and i just couldn't really make that as big of an argument for those guys as i could for duggar uh, and and just because i just liked how much he what he does he's just an awesome great awesome player for the patriots and just this um this versatility I just love because he'll just thud up running backs from the box and knock them back or offensive linemen. He'll fit up on fullbacks. He will blitz. He will play man coverage against tight ends. He'll play in zone. He'll be their Tampa two dropper, but he's good at all of it. It's not just because he can do it that they do it. He, he's really, really good at all of it. So I had to award him my second team because I, I, I just I really, truly think he's worthy of it. I totally have. I totally get that. He's on my short list along with like three or four other guys. I had Kevin yeah. Byard on my second team. Okay. I love watching Kevin Byard. I think that what they ask of him in that defense is similar to some of the better guys around the league. You talk about snap distribution. He played 192 snaps at slot corner this season. And I the other the other number that I jumps out to me, no safety in football this year played more man coverage snaps than Kevin Byard. Okay. Like what they ask him to do in that defense, they put so much on him. He's their main communicator. I know their past defense fell apart this year, but I just think that he's consistently he's so, so good and so smart. I love watching him play. So he was, I gave him the second team. I had a couple guys that I, Jordan Poyer missed some time. I think that Jordan Poyer was third in that team guys. And I couldn't like, that was it. I couldn't get the second teamer, but a lot of third team guys. Yeah. So Jordan Poyer missed some time. I think yep. he'd absolutely be in this conversation. Yep. Two guys that maybe are a little bit further down the list, but I wanted okay. to acknowledge here. Cam Curl from Washington, who nice. I think is an awesome player. And yeah. I, he was so good in all in a bunch of areas this year. His run stuff stats are amazing. He was really good in coverage this season. And the other guy who I just thought had a really great year. And every time I turned them on, I was like, geez, he's making a lot of plays, was Rodney McLeod from the Colts. <laughs> he was. He's like it's like run stuff stuff. It's like he like he's just one of the most the productive run defensive one defenders in the league at any position this year. Yeah. As far as yep. splash plays go. And he was good in coverage. He, he yeah. was really good this season. You weren't kidding when you had the other the, <laughs> the Colts hipster pick. Dude, they have a God. I, this is what I do every year. I, they have this rookie seventh rounder, Roddy Thomas. I actually kind of like from Yale. I Isaiah like Rogers him. played it played well at corner for them this year. I, um, I'm Zyra not doing Franklin that. I'm not doing year. this again. I know that's what they do. That's what they do. <laughs> it's all these guys that are like 84 on Madden, 80, 82 like on Madden. That's what they are. But no, they I, I he had a really good year. I had uh, Buda Baker was on my short list. I actually thought he had a good year. Um, Jordan Whitehead was on my short list. Uh, just to stand it out. Um, and uh, no, I had Poyer and Byard as well. And I had Donovan Wilson from the the Cowboys. Uh, also on my short list. Just yeah. So like I said, I had a lot of thirteen guys, and I, I had to give it to Duggar. I, I really, I know uh, uh, David Long and Duggar, and it's like ha ha ha. Nate's going with his like little little underrated under the radar guys. They're worthy of these picks. I, I truly want to argue for them because I really do think they are. Duggar That's how especially, good I think you can yeah. make a very real case for, for why he should be on there based He's on getting everything that they ask him to do. 
he's the Duggernaut. Like, you know, he, he's, he's getting worthy of a nickname now. Like it's, there's a re you can tell Belichick loves him because he moves him around. Like where he's like, Hey, this is what the other team's good at. We're doing, you're putting there. Like when they play the Bengals and they're running cover two, they're like, okay, Duggar, you're our, you're our Mike linebacker now running down the pipe on Tampa two. Okay. Now we play the Raiders. Okay. Now you're in the slot because they have Renfro and everything. So like, you know, it's just, they move them where they think the uh, other team's uh, strength is. And because he's so freaking good. All right. That's all we got. That's fun. There are your all pro teams, folks. Yeah. If you have not listened to the offense show, please go do that. You can do that. It's available to you right now. This should be out on Wednesday. Playing with time a little bit. We talked about recording this a little bit earlier. So this should be out on Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, please check out the Football GM with Mike Sando and Randy Mueller. We will be back on Friday with a two-part wild card preview. One AFC, yeah. one NFC. Those should both be available overnight on Friday like our normal preview would be, except we're going to have two parts. So please go check that out. In the meantime, please rate and review the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. I sincerely appreciate that. Please subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash football show. And if you have not, now is the time to subscribe to our YouTube page because we yeah. are going to be doing live reaction mm-hmm. shows Playoffs, on Saturday night and Sunday night breaking down Wild Card Weekend. So yeah. if you haven't subscribed, now is the time to do it. In the meantime, really appreciate you guys listening. We will talk to you soon. This was The Athletic Football Show.